Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. What's on your wish list? December can be an exciting time for young children. Some kids have been working on their wish lists all year in the hopes that mom and dad would get whatever they desire. Recently, a survey asked adults in the United States what their children ages 10 to 17 have asked for this Christmas. Overwhelming majority of kids requesting video games, 72%, money or gift cards, 70%, clothing, 66%. What about traditional toys and board games? 38% of kids included that on their list. Sadly, only 26% of children asked for books. Whatever you give the children in your life this year, remind them of what Christmas is really about. Yes, presents are fun, but it's not the point of Christmas. The arrival of Jesus changes it all. It's more important than the latest video game or a pair of shoes. It's good news even for young boys and girls. Christmas is the day that God dwelled among us. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Christmas. And here on this Friday, we wrap up a series called The Many Names of Jesus. On our weekday program, we considered some of the names that Scripture has for Jesus because it reveals something about him about his character, his life, and his purpose on earth. Well, today, we'll be learning about the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's a name that should fill us with wonder, knowing that God the Son came, took on human flesh, and dwelled among us. And we'll also meet up with a woman who is working with refugees from Afghanistan and other places with her church, and how the Lord orchestrated this to happen here at Christmas time. The wonderful thing in being a church that sponsors is that there are so many different talents and gifts that people have, and we're invited to give those things that we that we do have to offer and that God has gifted us with. And in all of it, he's provided abundantly through all of us. That's Bettina Conrad. She'll join us again in a moment to share more about helping refugees and pointing them to the Christ of Christmas. And that's exactly what I want to help you with as well. There's still time to send Christmas gifts to loved ones that point to Jesus. And with our expedited shipping option, we can get it there before December 25th. First, let me suggest the John Rutter Christmas album. We opened our program with Joy to the World from this stellar album that will warm your heart and the hearts of those you love, full of carols about Christ. You can get a CD for yourself, but why not get some more to share with those you love this Christmas? Second, we have the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set. Two cloth-covered hardback books sharing Christ in all the scripture for young and old alike. It comes in a well-made slipcase and includes 45 stories from the Old and New Testaments, all leading to Jesus. What a great Christmas gift for young people in your life. We've had so many people order multiple sets from us this year, and you can too. You can listen to samples from the John Rutter Christmas CD or look at sample pages from the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook. Just go to our website after the program, haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or you can call us if that's more convenient at 800-65-HAVEN, 865-HAVEN. And just before we hear our first song, 
Let me just mention one last time. If you're in the U.S. and you have a retirement program or a donor-advised fund or appreciated stocks, there may be some better ways for you to help this Christ-centered ministry. In fact, we've already been hearing from people in the last few days. And, of course, I'm mentioning this because you need to act now for us to get it by December 31st and you to receive credit. So, after the program, please go to haventoday.org. Touch the Give button there on our homepage and look at other ways to give. And if you're in Canada, give us a call for your options at 800-65-HAVEN. Now, let's open the program with a Christmas carol. We haven't heard from her yet this Christmas season. Laura Story. Come now, long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us Let us find our rest in Thee Israel's strength and consolation Hope over the earth Our dear desire of every nation Today 
that's come down long, Expected Jesus, sung for us by Laura Story, opening this haven today in a program called The Many Names of Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. And the album, by the way, is called God With Us. Now, before we think about the name of Emmanuel for Jesus, I want to introduce you to someone that I only met recently. She is a member of a church in Canada that is helping share the love of Jesus with refugees this Christmas season. Bettina, you're an amazing church that's helped to bring in 30 refugees in just a single year, a church of less than a thousand, and you're one of 120 uh, people volunteering to take in that many refugees, most of them from Afghanistan, um, at your church in Canada. That took a lot of work. What did you guys have to do? Well, a lot of the work was preliminary, done by some of us, um, and and there's a lot of work with the government to bring in refugees from overseas uh, when we are the sponsoring church. So there was some of us that were very much involved on that level, and then each step of the way there have been many of us who've uh, come alongside, and that's one of the things that I really real recognize in this, that the wonderful thing in being a church that sponsors is that there are so many different talents and gifts that people have, and we're invited to give those things that we that we do have to offer and that God has gifted us with. And in all of it, he's provided abundantly through all of us. And the amazing thing is the majority of the refugees arrived just a couple of weeks ago, just leading into Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas for refugees, but then how is this encouraging you to serve your Lord? And how is Christmas going to be more meaningful to you this year? Well, I can actually tell you a little story from yesterday. Um, Yesterday, uh, we were filling uh, a home with items that many people have um, offered uh, to contribute to fill a house for this family of seven. So there's 16 in all in the extended family, but this group of seven is is going to be living in one house. And so I was out and about driving, picking up little things um, from various homes. And it was a slushy, wet kind of miserable winter day, driving in my little Kona uh, to this apartment. Um, I picked up a lamp, a standing lamp, um, good shape and happy to load it, getting back in my car. And I just suddenly saw the windshield wipers wipe back and forth. It was sort of that slushy snow, snow. And I thought, wow, this is Christmas. This is what it's about. We're gathering gifts for this family who has nothing, who's entirely dependent on others um, who've lost everything. So I just was overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude that I could be part of that story. What are you praying this Christmas then? What is your prayer? Well, I think think we feel so overwhelmed by the numbers and the needs in the world. And there's so much more than we could fathom or consider being a part of. And But instead of being overwhelmed, I realize we can pray because we are children of a God who has all things in control, who knows the story, the beginning and the end of the story, and who invites us to be part of that story. So I pray for his kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Bettina. God bless you. The Lord be with you. And and thank you for what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Thank you. It's my pleasure. This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks, Bettina Conrad, for sharing with us what you're doing 
and what your church is doing to help displaced people and help them celebrate Christmas this year. A Haven Today program called The Many Names of Jesus. Wasn't that a wonderful testimony? Well, may this encourage each of us to look for opportunities in days to come to serve others, to show that the presence of Christ truly makes a difference in our lives and then in the lives of others. In a way, we can say that Christ's presence is the whole point of Christmas. When Jesus was born, God came to be with us like he was with the Israelites in the desert, only in a much more intimate, personal way. The angel told Joseph his name was Emmanuel, God with us. John, in his gospel, says he came and tabernacled, tented with us. Just as God's presence filled the tabernacle when he was with the Israelites on Christmas, God's presence filled the body of a little baby boy. He came to be with us. We've been looking at the names of God, and Emmanuel is perhaps the most precious name of all, God with us. What could be more amazing than that? He is Emmanuel, not far away, not remote, not inaccessible. He is with us. But that's not all. He's not only with us, he's also in us. And because he's in us, our spiritual thirst can be truly, truly deeply satisfied. Jesus promised to satisfy our spiritual thirst, and he did that during the Feast of Tabernacles. There at that feast, he stood there in the temple, and he cried out with a loud voice so that he could be heard over the noise of the crowds, If anyone is thirsty, come to me, drink. If you believe in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within you. That's John seven thirty-seven and 38. And then John the Apostle adds this explanation in the next verse, verse 39. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. What a claim by our Lord that day. There on Mount Moriah, on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, he said he could satisfy your spiritual thirst. And he would do it by sending the Spirit of God to be not just with you, but in you. His words are even more astounding when you understand what the Jews in Jesus' day were celebrating. Each day of that feast, a large gold jar would be filled with water from the pool of Siloam in Jerusalem and carried by the high priest in a procession back to the temple. And as they neared a gate, it was actually called the water gate, three blasts would be blown on the shofar. The temple choir would sing, and every Jewish male would shake a lulab, a sort of rattle made out of willow and myrtle twigs, and they would cry out, Give thanks to the Lord! And then the water would be poured out onto the altar. And they were looking back to when the Israelites were in the desert after God had delivered them from Egypt. They actually lived in booths during the days of the feast to remember 
when they lived in tents in the desert. They'd get palm fronds and make it. I helped to make one once when I lived in Philadelphia. I don't know where we got the palm fronds, but we did. But the idea was to remember that God had lived with them and had tented, tabernacled with them. He had filled the tabernacle with the glory of his presence. The water ceremony celebrated the time when they desperately needed water in the desert, and God told Moses to strike a rock and water would come from it. He did that, and it was like a river. It came out, a torrent of cold, refreshing water gushing out, enough to satisfy the thirst of all those thousands of Israelites and even plenty of water for the livestock to drink. Everyone drank and drank until they had had enough. But this ceremony also looked toward something else, to a time when God would pour out his spirit in the final days. The pouring out of the water on the altar symbolized the messianic age to come, when God would cause the life-giving Holy Spirit to gush out from the sacred rock and satisfy all their thirst for God. So imagine Jesus standing up and shouting there on the Temple Mount, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture, meaning the Hebrew Bible, has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. He did it right at the moment of that water ceremony. And what a bold claim it was. He was saying, look at me. Don't look at that water being poured out on the altar from that golden jar. That's just a symbol of what was promised. I'm the fulfillment of the promise. I'm the one who can give you this life-giving spirit. So come to me. Believe in me. Drink from me. And streams of water will flow not just outside of you, but from within you. And your thirst will be satisfied. That wasn't just some obscure messianic prophecy that Jesus was promising to fulfill. It was bigger than that. It had been repeated again and again by the prophets, and it runs throughout the entire book of Isaiah. Here it is just in Isaiah 12. In that day you will say, I will praise you, O Lord, although you were angry with me. Your anger has turned away, and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, Yahweh, is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Doesn't that give you goosebumps? Oh, let me give you one more example. Isaiah 44. Isaiah telling the people of God that the promised water is actually the Holy Spirit. It's in Isaiah 44. Verse 3, for I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out, here it is, my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. More goosebumps, I hope. <laughs> All through Isaiah. God promised that at some time in the future, he was going to come and he would be with his people again. He would be their Emmanuel by taking the form of an innocent baby. But this time he wouldn't just pour out water to satisfy their physical thirst. He would pour out his spirit 
like water poured on thirsty ground, like streams of water flowing on parched soil. The people would drink and their spiritual thirst would be satisfied because God would not only be with them, he would be in them. That's what Jesus promised to do that day, to pour out the Spirit of God into all those who believed in him. And he promised to satisfy their thirst for God. John said it couldn't happen until he was glorified. And in John's gospel, that meant the cross. Jesus was like the rock in the wilderness. He had to be struck before the water could gush out. He was struck down on the cross so that we could drink the Spirit. Jesus still pours out the Spirit on everyone who believes in him, and the Spirit satisfies our thirst. It satisfies our thirst because we're thirsty for God, and the Spirit is the presence of God in us. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Father's gift. It's a gift you can receive this Christmas by believing in Jesus. Everyone who's thirsty, come. But by coming to him, by putting your trust in his death for you, your sins will be forgiven. And Jesus promises to pour this spirit into you and satisfy your spiritual thirst. Truly, he is Emmanuel, God with us. you listen every day, you know that's one of my favorite songs from John Rutter's Christmas album. It's called Candlelight Carol. This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The many names of Jesus. Well, next Monday, Christmas will only be a week away, but there's still time to send those you love Christ-exalting gifts and get them there for the big day. Two suggestions. I know I've been telling you about them, but I'll mention them again. First, the John Rutter Christmas album that you heard. And 23 songs, carols and all, that'll warm your heart this Christmas. And point not just you, but those you share it with to Christ. And then there's the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook for your minimum gift to the ministry. It's great for young and old alike. It's two cloth-covered hardback books sharing Christ in all the Scripture. They come in a covered slipcase, 45 stories teaching about God's kingdom 
And when you get in touch with us, though, and this is the key, let us know when you call or when you go online that you want expedited shipping to get it to you before Christmas. And we'll work as hard as we can to get it there for you. We're answering our phone around the clock, so if it's easier, just call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or come to our website. There you can listen to snippets from John Rutter. You can also look at the powerful illustrations for the books, but there you can also make your gift, but be sure and ask for expedited shipping, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? And again, together, we'll be sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here at Christmas time on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Long ago, the angels announced the birth of Christ, singing peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And yet today, the world continues to grapple with evils like terrorism and countless types of injustice, which is why we need to hang on to the promises of God's Word all the more tightly. The same prophet Isaiah who prophesied the birth of Christ had this to say about the days yet to come. Speaking of the Messiah, he wrote, He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. May I invite you to rest on God's promises daily? Visit GetAnchor.com.